Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 109, Seven Reasons Direct Injection High Pressure Fuel Pumps Fail. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, again, this is, uh, I'm going to be reading from an article. Uh, it is written for technicians and or shop owners, but you know, it's, it's pretty, um, pretty simple to understand. It's just a lot of good facts. Uh, you know, again, as the owner of a car, uh, you certainly don't have to know any of this stuff, but I did this one thinking that, you know, there are people out there that kind of like to know a little bit uh, more about their car or maybe have a certain fascination with different things. So, Hopefully you find this one interesting. Uh, again, this is from a magazine, a trade magazine that's called Underhood, boy, Underhood Service, uh, and it was written by Andrew Markell. He's a director of content. So here we go. Um, so seven reasons direct injection high pressure fuel pumps fail. Don't be scared by direct fuel injection diagnostics. In theory, these systems operate on the same principles as port fuel injection, but direct injection can inject more precise amounts of fuel into the combustion chamber so the engine can run leaner and more efficiently. The key to direct injection is a high-pressure fuel pump. This pump is precision machined to generate fuel pressure to the rail up to 2,500 PSI. That's pounds per square inch, in case you don't know that. Some new systems are generating pressures as high as 5,000 PSI for better atomization. These high-pressure fuel pumps are typically driven by a lobe on the camshaft and are able to vary their displacement and output to match the needs of the engine. High-pressure fuel pumps can malfunction and or fail due to a number of factors. Diagnosing issues with these pumps isn't too difficult if you know what to look for. Lack of maintenance. The main, this is number one, I'm sorry. Reason number one, lack of maintenance. The main destroyer of high-pressure fuel pumps is a lack of oil changes. Okay, I'm going to stop right there for a minute and just throw in my two cents worth, whatever. Um, BMW specifically, uh, in 1999, they went to 15,000-mile oil changes. Now, this is before we had direct fuel injection and so on and so forth, before turbocharging, all the rest of it. Uh, if we talk about present day, like with direct injection and turbocharging, BMW has typically dropped down their oil change mileage interval down to, when I'm resetting them, resetting the system when I do an oil change, I've seen as low, if you want to call it that, as 8,000 miles between oil changes all the way up to about 10 or 12,000. So they have come down from 15,000, okay? Um, and like I say, depending upon how you drive the car, and again, I'm talking specifically about BMWs, okay? Um, you know, the, the least amount I've seen from a mileage standpoint when I reset the service indicator system for an oil change is 8,000 miles. I talked, about, I talked to people about doing it at five, okay? Especially with direct injection and turbocharging. Um, this is one of those areas that what, what they're going to talk about here in a moment is because of lack of oil changes, um, the camshaft lobe, which is typically what's used to drive the fuel pump, the high-pressure fuel pump, will start to wear out, okay? And he'll talk about this in a minute. So just wanted to kind of put that side note in there. So anyway, 
reason number one, lack of maintenance. Um, the main destroyer of high-pressure fuel pumps is a lack of oil changes. Where between the camshaft lobes and the high-pressure um, high pump follower prevents the pump from generating enough piston movement. Less movement of the pump means less pressure. If the pressure is not correct, the fuel mixture could become too lean. In other words, not enough fuel. You should always examine the lobes on the camshaft before installing a new and very expensive high-pressure fuel pump. A lack of power complaint may improve, but it will never be completely corrected. Uh, issue number two, the wrong oil. This is another reason, depending, you know, regardless of where you get your oil changed, again, these are my words, um, make sure wherever you're getting your oil changed that they're putting in the right oil, okay? Uh, if they just talk about that it's the right oil by the viscosity or the weight, that's not good enough, okay? Um, this is where it, it might be more advantageous, even for something what seems like as simple as an oil change, that you take your car to a proper, a good, a good quality, proper, trained, experienced shop, okay? Find a good shop. An oil change seems like it should be a simple thing, but you'd be amazed how quickly it can get screwed up like putting in the wrong oil. Okay, so continuing on. Issue number two, wrong oil. Engine oil must meet OE specifications to prevent premature wear on the camshaft and high-pressure fuel pump follower. Check with your engine oil supplier to see if an engine oil meets the OEM's specifications. Volkswagen, GM, and many other OEMs have oil standards that address wear issues on the camshaft and pump follower. Reason number three, Pressure and temperature sensors. When a failed sensor cannot cause, excuse me, while a failed sensor cannot cause a pump to fail, it can cause you to misdiagnose a high-pressure fuel pump. Direct injection systems use pressure and, in some cases, temperature sensors to help determine the position of the high-pressure pump solenoid. The information generated by these sensors makes for the best possible combustion event. But these additional sensors can throw you a diagnostic curveball compared to older port fuel injected systems. Again, obviously, this is written towards a technician who's working on cars and, and diagnosing them. So, uh, but again, you know, good information. So hopefully you find it as such. These sensors have a plus or minus 2% accuracy rate. If the sensors are malfunctioning, they can influence fuel trims. If a sensor fails or is generating readings outside of set parameters, the system will go into a low-pressure safe mode to prevent damage to the system. The best way to diagnose sensors is with a scan tool to help interpret the data. Reason number four, leaks. A direct injector is under a lot of pressure, so leaks can happen. Some leaks may occur when the engine is resting, which will cause severe carbon buildup and a rich fuel reading. Leaks can also cause a longer-than-normal cranking cycle and possible wear. He's talking about that with the engine shut off, that the fuel injector, instead of closing off the fuel and not allowing any into the combustion chamber, it slowly starts to drip uh, fuel into the combustion chamber. So that's what he's talking about in that scenario. Most systems have a specified resting pressure. This is designed to keep a specified amount of pressure in the system when the engine is turned off. Values can be monitored using a scan tool. An injector balance test and a leak down test are typically included in an enhanced or factory scan tool. These tests can help to spot a leaking injector or pump. Reason number five, old calibrations, reflash required. 
As engineers squeeze every bit of energy out of a droplet of fuel, every element in the system is operating on a razor's edge of drivability problems. Sometimes they get it wrong and they don't find out until a direct injection system is in the field and racking up warranty claims. There is a direct relationship between pump pressures, camshaft position, and pressure solenoid position. These elements along with injector pulses can be calibrated to give the best performance and component life. If you are diagnosing a drivability problem on a direct injection vehicle or replacing a high pressure pump, make sure the ECU has the latest calibration. For those that don't know, ECU means electronic control unit. It's kind of a generic name. Newer calibrations can help solve wear problems and drivability issues and may save you from replacing the pump. Reason number six, fuel pump pressure solenoid. High pressure fuel pumps use a solenoid to control the volume and pressure of the pump by changing the stroke and or port location. When this solenoid fails, it will be in a low pressure setting. And finally, reason number seven, ignoring the signs. Some people aren't afraid to drive with their check engine light on. They assume it will go out if they put better fuel in the tank, but it, we, all, we all know that is, this is not true. A direct injection engine that has high pressure pump issues will go into a limp or low pressure mode. In this mode, the in-tank pump will take over and the injector open time will increase. When direct injection is working, the injector is precisely pulsing the injector multiple times to create the best possible fuel-air mixture. In low pressure mode, it is less precise. The car will start and run, but the performance will be reduced and the catalyst could be harmed. Engine wear can also occur. So in other words, don't just drive around with your check engine light on for days or weeks on end, okay? In this particular case, you know, he's right and he's just describing that you probably would notice uh, reduced performance, so on and so forth. So most people at that point would, you know, do something about it, hopefully. Make the phone call, make the appointment. So it's definitely something you want to, you know, don't don't mess around with because by driving the car you can do additional harm that didn't have to happen, okay? So that's the end of that one i hope you got something out of it um, again it's not too technical but i thought there was a lot of good information there so i wanted to share that with you i appreciate you listening uh, again if you want to get a hold of me via email it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com i'm also on linkedin and uh, just a quick commercial to end it um, I, I normally mention that um, I, I do uh, appreciate any kind of uh, financial. Uh, there is a subscription you can set up if you want to and help support the podcast financially. Uh, if you go to podbean.com, which is the main publisher of this podcast, and do a search for Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast, uh, you'll get my main podcast page, which, of course, allows you to uh, you know, set up if you want to do a subscription or whatever. But if you go to the upper right-hand corner of that page, it says become a patron. Click on that. And again, uh, I'm asking for $5 a month. You can do less. You can do more. Uh, you can do it for one month or set it up to where uh, it, it, you know, uh, it pays every month. So I appreciate whatever help you can do on that because it, it does go towards, uh, you know, future training and, and keeping up the podcast and so on and so forth. The other thing I've done for people who are uh, uh, willing to do a subscription is that there has been some podcasts from the past that were available to the public, and I have made those now available only for subscription holders. 
uh, the ones I picked are ones that if you listen to them and apply the information that I, I put out there, uh, there's no doubt in my mind you could definitely save yourself thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars over, the, over your lifetime, regardless of what car you're driving or cars, and uh, certainly help to reduce you know, frustration in your life in regards to car repairs and, and the cost of repairs and so on and so forth. So I've picked ones that, like I say, I, I think if you apply the information that it would definitely be a, a benefit for you in your car ownership life. So those are the ones that are only available uh, for a subscription fee. So I appreciate your time. Appreciate your listening. Um, hopefully you got something out of this one and, uh, I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.